Yo, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. I'm your host, Darren Starks, and in this episode, I want to have a conversation centered around gratitude and what it means to be content in every circumstance, no matter where we're at in life. And this was inspired by a message that we actually got from Olivia Eubanks, and it says, I am from Dallas, Texas, and my church home is Social Dallas. My pastor, Robert Madu, had a sermon called thanks, but no thanks. In this sermon, he stated that a lot of us have entitlement. And as you all mentioned last week, we cannot be so prideful with the gifts that God instilled in us to where we forget the importance of gratitude and thanksgiving. He stated that you will never be thankful for what you are entitled to. I was like, wow, (laughs) that's crazy because it's so true. We have to remember that God is the ultimate creator and he gave us a piece of him with our gifts. So we cannot forget to give thanks. He also mentioned if the blessing is not received with humility, it will bless you with a sense of entitlement. And this struck me because we have to realize anything that we receive or that's been placed in our life is from God. And that extends past what he's instilled in us and goes into everything that he has placed around us in a sense of the college that we were accepted to, the job offer that we got, the house and or shelter that we're able to live in, the water that we have access to, the food that we're able to consume, no matter what that looks like for all of us or each and every one of us individually, it's all from him. And there's a sense of gratitude that must come with an understanding of the grace that's been given. Meaning, once we understand what we have isn't because of what we work for or deserve, but the price that was paid by him, our hearts are filled with humility knowing that no matter how far we turn from him, how many times we disobey and there are moments in our life where we're lukewarm or we take him off the throne of our hearts or our life that he will always show up. And he's always continuously pouring out his favor, his blessings and his kindness in so many areas of our life. And once we have that perspective of his grace in terms of what we receive, we never forget how it got there. Because sometimes when we're blessed with so much, we'll forget how it even got into our life, that it was his hand that placed it there, his favor that was all over these opportunities, and ultimately his grace that moved the needle. And when we're in that mindset, we forget that all of this came at a price and what was done for us to be able to get what we have in the first place. In the sense of, you know how whenever you were younger and you would get gifts from your family, whether that be on your birthday or presents under the tree at Christmas or even like small parts throughout the year, whether that be a vacation and or some surprise clothes, shoes or whatever it may be. And whenever you received that, you were filled with joy. You were overwhelmed with gratitude and thankfulness and you were excited. And there was a level of care that you wanted to Make sure you gave to whatever you got, whether that be some shoes, the new clothes that you got, whatever that was, a game console or whatever. But at some point, whatever it is that we get essentially loses its intrinsic value in the sense of what it means to us and how much care that we give it. So, you know, those shoes that you got that you would clean every single day that you would barely wear at some point come to shoes that you walk in every day and those clothes that you got end up just going to the back of your closet and up in a bag of Goodwill or whatever other gift that you got, you just threw on the desk and it continues to collect dust and 
you at some point can't even find it because because it's lost. And at some point it loses its value to us because we forgot where it came from. We forgot that it came at a price, even if it wasn't a price that we paid ourselves. So we just take it for granted. We get a sense of entitlement because we believe that it was truly ours and something that we own. And so we didn't really take care of it. We forgot about it. We laid it to the side. And I believe we do the same thing with the gifts that God gives us. At some point in our journey, in our life, the job that we're at, the college that we're attending, the house that we were blessed with just becomes something that we kind of throw to the side, to the back of the closet that we allowed us to collect dust because we forget who it came from and the price that was paid for it. Everything that we have came at the cost of Jesus's life and what he did on the cross. The death, burial, and resurrection gave us access to everything that we're able to walk into now. And sometimes we forget that reality and the beauty of it and how significant it is. And so what's in our life doesn't have as much value. So we have to get to a point where we understand the sacrifice that was made and putting the correct value on what it is that's right in front of us. Because the interesting part is whenever you go into college or you start stepping into adulting and you didn't have to pay for your own lifestyle, there's a different level of respect or intentionality and care that you put behind what you purchase, right? So for example, if I go out to eat nowadays, listen, everything is going to be off of that plate. And if I don't finish it all, best believe I'm asking the server for a to-go box. Why? Because I've had to pay myself. I understand the blood, sweat, and tears that was put into what was needed to purchase what was right in front of me, right? And in the same way, whenever I was at my apartment, yo, when I was paying rent every single month, best believe I wasn't just running water. The lights wasn't just on. I wasn't just, you know, having things running all night like the way I was when I was in my parents' house. There was a different level of respect and intentionality and gratitude that I had with what was around me because there was a direct correlation of a price I had to pay, And we have to have that same respect for the things that God has given to us, understanding that he paid the ultimate price for it all. So we can't treat it as if it's nothing or take it for granted. And then I was thinking about the fact that sometimes we're also blessed with so much that we don't just take it for granted, but we don't believe that it's enough. You know, when we were younger and we had all this, the list for everything we wanted for our birthday or for Christmas. And, you know, our parents literally got us like the top three things that we wanted, but there was always a part of us that had this desire for more that was looking at, oh, why didn't I get this? Or where was this at? Or where's, where's this? Where's that gift? And we couldn't take advantage or just be satisfied with that, which was right in front of us. And this really comes to the conversation I wanted to have about being content because I definitely believe it correlates and is so synonymous with all of this. And one verse that I've been meditating on that's been challenging me in this recently is Philippians 4, 10 through 13. And this is Paul writing to Philippians and he is expressing no complaint over the delay in them attending to his material needs because they were intending to send him gifts and everything that he needed to survive, live, etc. But they didn't have the opportunity to. This is what he says. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. 
I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned that the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And the part that stuck out to me here is the secret of being content. I just recently was listening to a podcast by someone who was a Fortune 500 CEO and he essentially sold his company and he explains and takes us through this process of how he adjusted to life after he didn't have to run his company anymore. And he said that he was depressed and he lost a sense of purpose because all of his identity was in building this company, scaling it and growing it to the point that where it was at. So he essentially had to find himself again and ask himself the question of what truly brought him joy happiness and fulfillment and what he found is that the fulfillment in his life didn't come from building this company or becoming this amazing ceo that made millions of dollars that had all these amazing connections and opportunities and was able to get into these rooms and these spaces but it was the little things in his every day that really filled his heart and he spoke about the fact that he realized that he didn't need the company to reach a sense of contentment and satisfaction in his life and what he found was the things that made him happy were sticking to his word being a man of integrity having high character spending time with family and friends the small moments that he had with his parents and his siblings and all of the very quirky and weird and odd interests and passions and activities that he was involved in. And he came to a realization that all of what he was able to do and achieve was amazing, but it wasn't everything. And that independent of that within his life, he was always going to be able to find some sense of purpose and contentment because that's what never really fed his soul. And that's what I went through last year and honestly the last two years with me and Jordan starting the podcast and a lot of what I did contributed to my success in my career but didn't do anything for my soul and what I've realized is there's nothing that will be added to my life that will change the condition of my soul because I essentially reached all of these milestones I was able to gain all of these followers, this amazing platform, a great community, and I continued to build on that. And at some point, it didn't seem as if it was enough. You know, I, I hit all of these accolades of 50,000 followers, 75,000, 100,000, this many subscribers, this million downloads. Okay, this opportunity comes up, this relationship, the ability to get into this door, to meet that person, to sit down with them, to be able to travel and do X, Y, and Z. And then I, I realized that I still was missing something. All these things were happening. I was achieving all of these amazing feats, but the condition of my soul had not changed. I never took the time to sit with myself and feed my spirit because it had seemed as if everything God had given me wasn't enough. There was always a sense of more that I was trying to obtain. And I was trying to reach, thinking that the next level of my career was going to add something to my life that only God could give me. I thought the next relationship, 
the next open door, the next platform, the next contract was going to do for me what I was going to have to find within myself. Because I I woke up and my eyes were open to the fact that it's all a facade. It's all smoke and mirrors. It was never the goal. All of these opportunities are amazing, but they're not everything. And I can't focus so much on always feeding that aspect of my life that I never take the time to check on the condition of my soul. To my point, the biggest thing that I've learned is there's nothing that will be added to my life that will change the condition of my soul. And this has shown up for me in an interesting way that may make a lot of sense to some. And it's the fact that I used to be so fixated on moving out of my hometown and I felt as if getting to a larger city, whether that be Nashville, Atlanta, or New York, would add something to my life. I thought I would be more productive. I'd be more ambitious. I'd be more engaged. I'd be more happy. I'd have more opportunities. I'd be more successful. And even on a personal level, I thought there was a sense of happiness I could only get from being in these particular places. So I almost rob myself of joy because of where I was at thinking that it could only be obtained if I moved to a different place and I know that I've I'm finally content because so now I know I'm finally content in my life because I've realized that another city isn't going to do it that the joy I'm looking for I have access to right here and right now because With me being able to travel as much as I did last year, I went to all these amazing cities. I was able to travel. I was probably away from home more than I'd ever been in my life and didn't necessarily do it. Everything I thought it would provide for me never measured up. I was always left disappointment. So this year, I had to realign my priorities, my goals, and what was going to be the focus of my life. And what I realized is I find joy in serving others, in being a part of my local church and being able to pour into other people and spending time with my friends as much as possible, of communicating with them constantly, frequently, occasionally, and with intentionality and having quality conversations about where they're at in life and us going back and forth on our future and what God's teaching us and what we're doing. I find joy in the moments I get to travel and see them and be present and just do anything and everything as it comes to us. I find that my heart is filled by the moments I get with my brother and my sister and just time with my parents sitting down in the living room watching a basketball game and that my soul is moved by (laughs) the basketball league that I have every Tuesday now y'all I'm over here grinding right now (laughs) but it, it that provides me so much joy and it's just the small moments I have to interact with people right to be outside and hear their story and to preach to them and present the gospel, spread God's love to pour into them, to encourage them in their future and who they are and what God's called them to be. That is what feeds my soul. It's what brings me joy and makes my heart full. So once I realize that I can do that anywhere, at any time, in any moment, no matter what my life looks like, what brings me joy is worshiping 
seeking God's face, of praying and feeling his presence upon me and getting to know deeper depths of him. I, I, no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what it looks like and or the circumstance, I can find satisfaction, fulfillment and contentment in all of those things. There's not another level of monetary success that's going to be able to add that to my life. There's not necessarily another promotion that's going to push me into that. There's not another city that's going to bring that and usher that into my life. That's a decision of myself, of stepping into that and what God has already placed in front of me and having a heart of gratitude and being appreciative of that and not taking any of it for granted. And not saying that money isn't important, not saying that our careers, our success and even in a monetary way, isn't significant because these things do allow us and afford us the ability and opportunity to pursue a lot of what I mentioned a bit more, but it just isn't everything. We don't necessarily need that to put ourselves in a position to feed our souls. And I saw this show up in my life again because a few days ago, earlier this week, I went to visit my old college And a lot of these people I haven't seen for about a year and a half, going on two years. And it was the senior night for the basketball team. And the guys who were seniors are the guys that I came in with whenever I went to school. And they were a part of my freshman class when I played basketball. And so it was such an amazing experience to catch up with everyone and see how they've evolved into themselves, their purpose and what they're going to do with their future and honestly how they've grown in their faith. And I just had the opportunity to pour into them, to encourage them, to edify them and just push them further into what they had already been doing and what God was just how God was moving in their life. And when I say after I left, all I could tell my girlfriend was the fact that my heart was so full being there with them, seeing their faces, having those conversations, being able to pour into them, then being able to pour into me, it left me in a pace of so much joy. And that's what I, and that just reaffirmed a lot of this. Like, yo, that's what I want my life to look like. I don't need a lot, but if there are a few things that I had, it's that's what I would want it to be. Those opportunities, those moments, building those relationships, having those interactions, those encounters and conversations, That is everything to me. So I believe the secret to being content is asking yourself the question of what brings you joy, what feeds your soul, and what fills your heart. Because we just can't get so focused on what the things that make us money that allow us to succeed in this particular field or industry and our career in our life that we neglect what actually feeds our soul. Because once we lose track of that, we get under this illusion that it was the job that fed our soul. It was the next opportunity. It was always traveling, not realizing it was all of these moments in between. It was the quiet time with God. It was the prayer. It was the worshiping. It was seeking his face. It was time in our word. It was the Bible studies with our friends. It was the late nights of going out to the diners and just talking about life and just taking on the night with no plan and just spontaneous fun. It was everything else. And so that's what I want to challenge everyone with is just a perspective shift of what really fills our heart 
and not neglecting those things and not saying that our careers, our careers, our jobs or our success is significant or important or something that we should tend to because it is. It definitely is. But never neglecting all the other moments in between that really feed our spirit and understanding that independent of whatever those things are that maybe what primarily take up our time or what we do that we would be content in any circumstance even if those things left so i'm understanding people when they say all i need is jesus because that's how i feel my life is amazing it's a testament to him and his glory but if i could choose one it'll always be him and everything that comes with that the peace the fulfillment the community experiences moments of his presence once i'm able to find that place and be able to maintain it and know what it looks like there's nothing in my life that i'll take for granted there's nothing there's nothing in my life that i'll take for granted there's nothing that i'll push to the side there's no gift that i'll have within me or that god places around me that won't have value because i'm so in tune with him i'm so in tune with him because i'm so content in him i know where everything comes from in my life and i never lose sight of the giver in spite of what i receive and so yeah that's what i want to talk about shout out to olivia for sending this in but this was just a thought and a conversation of the secret of being content is of course the strength that we find within god as it mentions in philippians for ultimately that he empowers us to get to this point and it's through finding this spot and this perspective of answering those questions what feeds our spirit fills our heart and brings us joy and all of those things are centered around him and what he wants for us is the community is the experiences of being present and just keeping our eyes on him and everyone so i hope this helps you all I don't know if there's necessarily a conclusion to this conversation, but what I'm learning is not every conversation needs a conclusion. Sometimes there's dialogues that we have that are just to challenge our perspectives and give us something to chew on. And that's probably what this is more than anything. But the secret of being content, it's finding it all in God and realizing there's nothing that will be added to your life that will change the condition of your soul, independent of Jesus. So I love you all. I'll challenge you all with that this weekend. Just do whatever feeds your soul and take some time with him. But I love you all so much. I'll see y'all next week. So stay you, stay real, and stay humble. Much love.